0: Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be on our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. So let's get started. Ward Fertel, welcome to Listening with Leaders. You are the CEO, and, and I think, were you the founder? No, I know you're the CEO of poplin.co,
1: Co-founder.
0: which we're going to talk about. Co-founder? Co-founder. Co-founder, right. Co-founder and CEO of Poplin which can be found at poplin.co. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having uh, me. So you've got a really fascinating backstory. Uh, I, I interviewed you, you on Authority Magazine and you know that was pretty pretty interesting interview. For those who are listening and want to check it out, go to just Google Mord for Tell Authority Magazine and you'll see the interview come up. Tell us, for those who haven't read the interview, tell us a little bit about yourself, your backstory.
1: Well, I, uh, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Um, I was into sports as a kid, which I think is uh, a great teacher of discipline and grit. Um, My parents divorced when I was a young boy. I don't remember living with my father, but I had a nice relationship with him growing up. And uh, my mom remarried a wonderful, wonderful man who raised me like his own. And um, uh, I I went to the Wharton School of Business uh, in Philadelphia and uh, uh, started my first business when I was at school at 18 years old. Um, I sold that business a couple of years later, uh, my senior year at college, and uh, went to work on Wall Street for a few years, which was exciting, but I actually hated it because um, it, was, it was all about money, which I don't mind making money, but uh, I need for my work to bid to have more meaning and to be about something beyond money. Money, I find, is kind of the byproduct of adding value in really good ways. Um, I had a direct mail advertising company for a number of years and exited that company. That was my second exit. Um, then it took about a long time. It took about five, seven years off. And I was just studying and reading and thinking and exploring for the meaning of life. I ended up writing a book called Marriage Fitness. Uh, which I developed into a self-help online program, uh, which I've been doing for about 20 years now. And and, uh, and then about five years ago, my wife made a comment that uh, changed everybody's life. She was in the laundry room with our five kids buried in laundry. She's like, this is crazy. I can tap an app and get to the airport, FaceTime someone on the other side of the world, but I'm still doing laundry like my grandmother. And of course, as always, she was right. Technology's transformed every aspect of our life, making it so fast and easy, except for this chore that we hate the most and takes the longest, laundry. It's actually shocking, if you think about it, that we're in the midst of this technological revolution. There's been no innovation in this space since the washer and dryer almost a century ago. And as a result, in America, we're spending 13 billion hours and $75 billion a year doing something that literally no one wants to spend any time and money doing. There just hasn't been a good alternative. There's always been three things certain in life, death, taxes, and laundry. (laughs) So, So Poplin, me and my family, we solved laundry. Uh, it's beautiful you just tap the app take your laundry put it outside outside your front door you're done you go on you enjoy your life you do what you really want to do which of course is not laundry and one of our laundry pros uh throughout the nation we have h- over 100,000 of them they come one comes they pick up your laundry wash it try it fold it return it to you the next day that is- all, all you have to do is get dressed we call it life without laundry it's like magic
0: <laughs> i love that uh, um I checked out, I went to the website and I put in my zip code. I'm in rural California and I put in our zip code. And sure enough, you said, your company said, oh yeah, we got people around you. I mean, I was impressed because this is pretty remote where we are.
1: Wow. That's actually surprised me a little bit because we are nationwide. We're pretty much everywhere, but we're not in really rural areas. So uh, at least by our definition.
0: Unless, Unless I live about 30, 35 miles northeast of. Fresno, Clovis, California. Now, maybe there are people down there that would drive all the way up here to pick up Larnie, but I don't think so. That wouldn't be...
1: Uh, I guess we we deemed your area to be densely populated enough that it works.
0: You got some people in there. I was pretty impressed.
1: That's great. Okay.
0: The other thing that I, I was struck was how you are opening up opportunities for, I would say, primarily women, but I'm sure there are probably men involved, who wouldn't otherwise have an extra income source.
1: Yes. That's exactly right. Tell me uh, about that. Yeah, so we're, we're a two-sided marketplace. Um, and obviously on one, side of the, on one side of the marketplace are the customers that outsource their laundry. And on the other side are the laundry pros. And uh, so we're solving two problems. The first is that people hate to do laundry. But the second is that there are a lot of people that want to work from home, but don't want to be tied to a desk. They don't want to have their hand on a keyboard. Um, They want to be more active, uh, maybe because they're, you know, watching their kids. Uh, Most of our laundry pros are stay-at-home moms. And so this is the first ever manual labor work-from-home gig in the world. Um, Because all of everybody, most people, have a washer and dryer at home. So, you combine the washer and dryer with the Poplin, the Poplin Laundry Pro app, and voila, you've got a work from home gig. And so, most of our laundry pros are stay at home moms who want or need to be active. They don't want to be relegated to a corner of the house, whether they have a computer and a, and a keyboard. They want to be active in the house, in the middle of the house, where they can keep an eye on the kids and run the house. And uh, so, yeah, we're creating a, uh extra income gig opportunity for. Mostly women, not all women, but mostly, um, who want to make some extra money, who want to have their own little business, which is essentially what it is, um, and uh, who want to work from home.
0: And and your pricing is really straightforward, too. A buck a pound?
1: Doesn't get much simpler. One dollar per pound. Pick Another... up and delivery is included. There's very simple pricing, no subscription, no commitments, no monthly fees. It's just a dollar per pound.
0: Wow. And I think I saw on the website that a typical laundry hamper weighs about 10, has about 10 pounds worth of clothes in it. Correct. So how, how, how do you, uh, the other thing I noticed was that there's, um, there appears to be a lot of training that goes into training your laundry pros so that you have consistent quality across the, uh, across your platform. How do you go about doing that?
1: Yeah. So I don't know if I would call it training because they're not actually employees, they're independent contractors, But what we do is we create a series of best practices. So Uh, we we know from experience what customer expectations are, and we know how to wow the customer. So we create a whole series of articles and videos that educates uh, and informs the laundry pros about how to wow their customers. And then we create an algorithm that monitors the performance of the laundry pros based on these different factors that we deem to be crucial. For example, uh, customer reviews, pickup speed, uh, delivery speed, custom friendliness of customer messaging, et cetera. So we not only deliver these best practice articles and videos, but we inform the laundry pros that, hey, if you really want to succeed on the platform, uh, y- y- you got to learn these and apply these so that the customers are happy. And then if they're happy, you'll get a high rating. And the higher your rating, the higher your ranking, the higher your ranking, the more orders you get. So it's, all, it's all tied together um, with an incentive system that um, incentivizes them to make the customers happy, which, of course, is what we want.
0: That had to take some thinking to come up with all of this.
1: Yes. Well, my son is my co-founder. Ah. He is a, uh, a brilliant tech geek. Um, and he coded the uh, first version of the app and created the algorithm and... Uh, So he was in the laundry room that when my wife made that comment, he was 16 years old. And typical teenager, he's like, look, mom, I'm not helping you with the laundry, but I can solve this problem for you. I'll build you an app. And we thought he was kidding. I mean, 16 years old, you know, but we homeschooled our kids and we taught them you can learn to do anything and you don't need school to do it. And he believed us. And so this is at a time This was 2017 when Uber was really taking off. Right. He was watching what was happening, both in terms of our usage of Uber and also he was interested in business. And so he's like, "Ah, oh, this same business model could work for laundry. And uh, so he built the first version of the app and we launched in Baltimore. And it turns out a lot more than just my wife liked it.
0: Wow. You launched it in Baltimore?
1: Yes. That's where we lived at the time.
0: Oh, what, what got you out west of Salt Lake City?
1: My, uh, so we have five kids, as I mentioned, the four, the, uh, my co-founder, he's a triplet. He's now 22.
0: And he's got and have, he's a triplet.
1: <laughs> he's a triplet, yeah. And I have an oldest that's 25. So the triplets and the oldest, they're out of the house and, you know, living on their own. So my youngest daughter's 14. She plays the violin and she wanted to train with a particular violin teacher who happened to be in Salt Lake City. So we moved down here for her.
0: Well, there you go. I'm a jazz violinist.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been playing, I've been playing fiddle for over 40 years, but I picked up jazz 15 so years
1: ago. You and my daughter would get along very well. She's a she's a classical violinist, but she uh, she practices a lot four or five hours a day, and she's really into it.
0: Well, good for you. Well, what is it what, what is it that gets you excited in the morning to get up and out of bed and start roaring, roaring through life?
1: I I like to be useful. I I think the goal of life is not to be happy. It's to be useful. And I think when we're useful, we're fulfilling our purpose. And it turns out that we end up being happy because that really is what is fulfilling. I like to be useful. And right now I devote a lot of my time to building Poplin. I feel it's very useful. Um, I think it's useful in lots of ways. I mean, you could look at it as just a laundry service company, but it's not quite the way I see it. Um, I think we're doing something much better bigger than laundry. Um, On the customer side, we're not really selling a laundry service. We're selling the most precious thing on earth, time, which is time. Mm -hmm. We're selling a better quality of life. We're basically taking this chore that's been a burden for humanity for literally thousands of years with really no help other than the washer and dryer a hundred years ago. And we're moving it from a do-it-yourself burden to an outsourcing solution that frees you up to have a better life. And so in my mind, to have that kind of impact on people's lives, where you really give them the opportunity to spend quality time with their husband, their wife, their friends, their kids, or their hobbies, whatever they like to do, whatever it is, it must be more valuable than doing laundry. And, um, And so I think that that's really, really useful. And and then on the supply side, on the other side of the platform, as we already mentioned, we're giving mostly, you know, uh, stay-at-home moms an amazing opportunity, the kind of opportunity that they wouldn't otherwise have. You know, it's not just just that we're creating an opportunity to earn money. There's lots of ways to earn money. Um, There's lots of job opportunities, but this is really unique. Right? It's the first ever manual labor work from home gig in the world. And so at a time when Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart, etc., they're spending a gazillion dollars trying to recruit workers and they're losing them. We're spending like nothing and they're coming in droves. Really? Yeah. And that's because it is, it's so unique if you really think about what it is. I mean, everybody wants to work from home, right? And there are lots of people that are fine sitting behind a desk with you know their hands on a keyboard. But there's lots of people that don't want to do that, don't like to do that. Or maybe they don't even have, could be some don't have the skills to do that, but they still want to work from home. So this is that manual labor work from home opportunity. So again, it's, you know, when you're creating an opportunity that people wouldn't otherwise have, uh, it feels very useful. And so for me, building Poplin is building a company that's, that's really useful to these two stakeholders, right, the, the, the supply side and the demand side, the people outsourcing laundry and the people doing laundry, um, that's really having a significant impact on the quality of their life. And so that's how I view it. Uh, you know, To me, it's, it's not about laundry. It's about uh, bettering people's lives you know, in, in a significant way.
0: And because you're creating these opportunities, you're allowing on the, the worker side the supply side to make money you guys take a small piece of the action i'm sure that's how you get paid that's right and and they they probably get the bulk of the bulk of the money and that's true you have, you have happy customers because they get clean laundry and a couple of hours freed up that's right three hours speed up every week
1: that's right and the other thing that really gets me excited in the morning is we, one of our core values is kindness matters and we're building a community in the marketplace of kindness that's where, so- where like it's not unusual in fact it's the norm with every order our laundry pros will deliver a handwritten note and tie the delivery bag with like a pink ribbon so it feels like you're getting a gift we 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 teach them we we mm-hmm. we encourage we promote this they don't have to it's not not an obligation but we promote it because we want there to be this kindness and this personal touch in the marketplace. And there's many stories of customers on a on a $30 order giving a hundred dollar tip.
0: I was just gonna ask about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean that's not that's not typical. That's not the average. oh
0: no, but they're so touched.
1: Yes. But I'm just giving you an example of, you know, or or sometimes they'll um, you know, they'll they'll uh when they put their laundry out with a laundry pro that they've used many times before, they, you know, they have a relationship, they'll put it out along with a little gift. Um, we see them exchanging gifts. So
0: there's a relationship that's built.
1: Yeah. There's just a kindness in the community, which I'm really proud of and was intentional, you know, uh, and it's becoming more and more intentional. It's uh, it's a core value in the company. It's uh I don't know how familiar you are with other marketplaces and the tension that there's often been between gig workers and the company.
0: Well, look at Uber and Lyft and all the problems they've had. I mean, that's a classic example.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we're working really hard to create a very, very different experience for our gig workers um, and to create a just different culture in the marketplace
0: how How did the word get out about the company
1: well sorry I, I um I sort of already answered that question on the supply side, right because it's such a unique opportunity
0: as people start hearing about it, spread word amount
1: yeah people there's also a lot of publicity uh-huh. media coverage on it, and same on the supply same on the demand side, same on the customer side um You know, people have been burdened by this chore for generations, and nobody wants to do it. So when they find a magical solution like Poplin, they're just like, you know, posting on social media. And I mean, the most common refrain we get from our customers is, "OMG, (laughs) I'm I'm never doing laundry again." Like, why didn't I know about this last week, last month, last year? Like, it's just, it's just this, uh, this feeling of, of Relief and um, yeah, just oh my god! I'm never doing laundry again. This is unbelievable. It's just, it's just magical. Some of our customers, this is their term, not ours. Uh, they refer to the laundry pros as like laundry fairies. <laughs> that's, like, that's the experience. Like they take this dirty pile of laundry, right? That's wrapped up in a garbage bag. <laughs> they put it outside their back door, right? And then it comes like magic. It's like magic, like. It just disappears. And the next day it comes back these beautifully, you know, stacks, pristine stacks of perfectly folded laundry with a little ribbon and a handwritten note. And it's just it's just this magical experience. And when you create that experience, you know, you really don't have to do much marketing.
0: Wow. No. So what is it you think? And maybe we've touched on this, but what do you think it is that's unique about you that you bring to the table that's made all of this so successful?
1: Oh, I don't know. I I don't know how much I enjoy talking about me <laughs> and what's unique about me. Um, I guess, you know, if you look at my, my history, uh, I won't talk about me. I'll just talk about a little bit of what I've done. Uh,
0: <laughs> I told you this was going to be about you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love, and I guess I'm pretty good at making something from nothing. Like really creating things, um, having a vision and a dream. I love it when people say this will never work, which was the case here. Really? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Everybody, everybody said this is stupid. Nobody's going to do this. Nobody's going to give their laundry to a stranger, you know. And um, and then making that dream come true and. And figuring out how to do it without there being clear steps—it's mm-hmm. just constant. It's grit. It's constantly iterating, um, and uh, and it was a, just such a joy to work on that with my son, who I'm so proud of, uh, who was you know, I mean, he was the one. That, that's really what I did right here was I just gave birth to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's really Poplin's hero,
0: and he's still with the company.
1: Yeah, he's the he's the cpo
0: uh-huh.
1: co-founder of cpo and um yeah. wow huh and it's such a joy to work you know when he was 16 and we started this i mean he was still you know a teenager and and you know home uh, but now it's a real joy uh, and actually my one of my other sons uh his triplet brother joined the company since huh. uh, a couple of years ago and it's such a joy to work with them because as every parent of adult children know, as they become adults, it, you have to manufacture, it's become harder. You have to manufacture ways to stay in touch and to have interactions and to have conversation. You know, it's like they're not home anymore. So right. you have to create these family moments. So here, when you're working with, well, as we're working with my boys, it's, I, I don't have to create or manufacture moments. I, I'm engaged with them every day you know, which is a wonderful opportunity as a father to, uh, to have that kind of relationship. with. Really?
0: Is, is the company mostly remote or, are you, or you have a physical? No, job?
1: we are actually an in-office company. Wow. Which I know surprises many people. And, 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 and I made that decision in the middle of the uh, pandemic.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: so when no everybody was going remote, you know, and uh, I decided I wanted us to be an in-office company. We have an office here in Salt Lake City. We have uh, about 30 employees. Uh, we have here marketing, finance, customer service, uh, support, um, uh, operations, people. And then we have an office in Minneapolis where Nakshon is, my, my son. Uh, and uh, uh, we have their um, uh, product and engineering. And then we have a small office in Miami where my other son is. Uh, Where we have uh, business sales, and then we have some remote employees who are grandfathered in from before we went in office. Wow! Uh, There's a total of about 80 people in the company right
0: now. Wow! Very manageable. Yeah. So, so so one of the questions that I always ask my guests on this podcast is: is how important has listening been in your career? Learning how to listen and knowing what to listen for. Well, I, uh, I
1: mean, it sounds trite to say, but it's, it's crucial, right? I mean, it's that's the expected and obvious answer. Um, listening to those difficult skills, uh, and it's rare, I, I think it's difficult for the same reason that it's rare, which is that it's almost impossible or very difficult to teach. But how, how do you... How do you learn to listen? I mean, you can. You, you can. Uh, it can be improved upon. But it's, it's not like learning you know, to hit a golf ball where there's sort of steps and uh, somewhat of a formula. Listening is um, it, it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly why a person feels heard. But they, they either do or they don't. And what exactly is the difference there is is difficult to pinpoint. A lot of it's in body language, right? A lot of it's in, like, a lot of it can be in a a, a grunt, like,
0: uh, Uh uh, uh Uh uh-huh.
1: But the way that that uh uh-huh comes out can be the difference between a person feeling deeply heard and a person feeling like you're paying, trying to pay lip service, but you don't really hear a thing they say. So um, yeah, so so it's a difficult and rare skill, and uh, one that it, it can be improved. Just awareness, you know. I think awareness and maturity and life experience. You got to care. You got to care. Ge- ge- uh, that that's a good point. Um, you know, I I, w- I don't know if I would say that's a step, but that's a yeah, genuine concern. I would say. It leads to, right? It's not a step. It's not. It's not a step in the in the uh, in the act. I would say that a genuine concern leads to authentic listening. That's an excellent point.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. And, and to-
1: it's. A, I'm sorry. I didn't really answer your question. I think you said right. why is it important? It's important because it's it's the key and the basis to a relationship, right? If a person feels that genuine concern, you know, which is a, a great, I love that phrase, person fe- feels that, so then you're likely to have a really good relationship with them because they feel that you care and that means you listen. And if not, then you won't. And if the relationship is not good, then then your life falls apart, right? Because not much you can do without, uh, without other people. That's right. And that's, that's true in our personal life as well as our, our, our professional life. That's
0: right. Huh. One more question and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. What is one thing about you, Mort, that we wouldn't know about unless you revealed it to us?
1: I'm an introvert.
0: <laughs> Why am I not surprised?
1: Yeah, I mean, people I, people see me in the media, and even the media. You know, the, the media is nothing. What I really love is put me on a stage with a thousand people in the audience, and I just like light up. Right. You know, I love. Um, you know, I I love communicating. I love public speaking. I love working with the media. I love uh, teaching. But um, but I'm an introvert. Uh, I, I also really like being alone and. Having privacy and and even though I had, think I have some skills in the ways that I just described, it's uh, it's draining for me. Yeah,
0: exactly. uh, i mm-hmm.
1: the way I recharge is by being alone. yeah um, yep.
0: uh, not- yeah, I'm an introvert too, and you would never know it because I was a hardcore trial lawyer for 22 years. Yeah, but, but exactly the same thing. I can get up and speak before thousands, but I'd rather be off skiing somewhere you know than going to a big party
1: yeah and the other thing that you might not know is that um although as I mentioned once before I I I like I like making money (laughs) who doesn't right you're good at it I'm good at it and I've done it many times in my life it's really not so important to me um I I live in you know truth is up until a few years ago I Drove an old Honda Civic, uh, and it wasn't until my my tech savvy son just convinced me I had to buy a Tesla. Uh, <laughs> I, I went kick, kicking and screaming with him to the uh, dealership, insisting that I wasn't going to buy it. But I have to admit, once I got in and drove it, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. So I bought it. But um, I, I, you know, I, it's not really important to me. I don't I don't really like things, so I don't really. Do much with my money. Uh, I I try to give it away and sometimes I spend it on others, and and my wife likes to spend. So Uh,
0: that that works out. Somebody once
1: asked me about if I had a money manager. So I said, (laughs) well, yeah, my wife. She manages to spend my money. (laughs) (laughs) For you. But I love her for that.
0: Well, that's great. This has been a really wonderful conversation, Ward. Thank you so much for your time.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.